This is Daily Path Podcast. I'm your host, podcast coach, and transformational speaker, Joe Winters Jr. Now I've been in this business a long time. God gave me the gift of a strong mind. And when I step foot on a path, the good and the bad, they just come by. Never done trying. I do it, I do it. Till each time I do it, it's done right. Ooh. And God left his signature on me. So how could I ever be unsigned? See, everyone has got a gift. Not anonymous, but God given. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Winters Jr., the founder of Daily Path Academy and your host of Daily Path Podcast. Welcome back to the show, and thank you for joining me this morning. Quick reminder, um, if you're a speaker, coach, or consultant who would like to build a top-rated podcast that's changing lives around the world while generating recurring revenue for your business, I'd love to be the person to show you how you can do that. You can visit my website, www.joewintersjr.com. Book a free discovery call with me today. Again, that's my name, www.joewintersjr.com. This is my website and book your free discovery call with me today. Now, today's podcast topic, we're going to be talking about network marketing and success coaching. I am joined by Victor Dadash, who is an author, network marketer, and success coach. Um, Victor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you doing? Great to be here. Mm, I'm glad to hear you're doing great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you feel great to be here. I'm great to feel great to be here as well. Uh, and and I, I really believe that we're going to be able to learn a lot from you and get a lot of this conversation today. Uh, I would love to start um, with you telling us what made you decide to get into network marketing and success coaching. Well, first of all, I, I became an entrepreneur eight years ago. I was in the corporate world for a lot of years. And the last three years, I really was not happy. I found it very cutthroat. I really wasn't enjoying myself. So I got let go. And actually, I've been uh, thinking about other alternatives. And once I got let go, I started looking at the entrepreneurial world. Mm, and okay. uh, one of the things that I st started looking at was network marketing. And one of the things I, I liked about it is, um, no, what you, here's the thing. You, you need to put in the time and the effort to be successful in it. There is no get-rich-quick scheme in it. If you don't do the work, you won't be successful. Right. What I like about it is you can only succeed by helping other people become successful. So the more people you help, the more successful you become. If you don't help anyone, you're not going to have any long-term success. So I like the fact it's a win-win situation. I also like the fact that unlike a, a regular job, you can bring in someone and that person could make more money than you do. So right. if, if you brought me in, I could theore theoretically make more money than you can if I put in the time and effort to help enough people succeed. So that's one of the things I liked about network marketing. Mm. It, is a, it is a great uh, industry. And actually, a lot of people don't notice, but uh, last year, network marketing did more money than all the major sports combined in this country, mm. 200 billion. So it's, it's doing a lot of business and making a lot wow. of money. And I went into success coaching because I also want to help people succeed. And uh, one of the great things is when you help people succeed, you help them, you know, do better with their lives. It is a great feeling when you actually make right. a difference in other people's life. When they come back to you say, you know, because of you, you inspire me to keep on going when I was about to quit. When you get those mm -hmm. kind of uh, calls or text messages, it makes you feel good. Mm, I definitely agree with that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I, I, so I have, a, I have a little bit of experience with network marketing. Network marketing is also MLM, multi-level marketing, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. It's so also called MLM. Okay, awesome. So I have, I, have, I have some experience with it. And in my experience, I noticed there were network marketers who did it right and ethically. And I noticed there were network marketers who did it wrong and unethically. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, someone who's a network marketing expert, how do you distinguish the two? Like if, if let's say I have audience members right now who they love what you're putting down. They're like, man, I would love to, you know, go into a business where, you know, my only way of succeeding is helping other people succeed and the possibility that those I bring on can make more than me if they work hard. But like, how can how can that individual know 
they're how will they know they're being presented one with a solid opportunity in network marketing and then two uh how would they also know that what they're being taught they're being taught ethically does that make sense no it makes a lot of sense and it's actually a great question and i would definitely recommend to the people in the audience is do your research first don't mm. just jump in learn as much as you can Find out, learn about, learn a lot about the person you're dealing with. You can find out about anyone pretty much. You can look on social media, whether on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You, you can talk to people who they have interacted with. Say, hey, what do you know about this person? This person good? Is this person help people? Right. Do research on Google. Um, you can find a lot of information about people. And usually, here's the thing: if you're good, your ethical word, word will get out. If mm -hmm. you're not good and you're unethical, guess what? Word will also get it. And you know what? The latter is much more likely because here's the thing. When people have bad experiences with people, they love to tell everyone. If you had a bad experience at a restaurant, you tell everyone. So right. I would just say do your research because you can find out about a person. You know, there, mm -hmm. there, there's information out there or ask people and try to find out as much information as you can. Now, in terms of companies, you could do the same thing. Do your research on companies. Now, the one thing I would just caution about all this is with companies, sometimes you'll see when you do look at reviews on the like say Google, see who's doing the review because sometimes mm -hmm. it's someone promoting the, their own opportunity. So they'll say company ABC is a scam. And then at the bottom of the article, you'll see if you want to be successful, join my company, DEF. Mm -hmm. So also just see is does this person have invested interest in trying to get you to join? So some people do that, but if it's a regular unbiased uh, review, you'll see a lot of them as well. But just also see uh, what is the goal of the review. So you can see a lot of reviews. The other thing I would recommend in terms of our marketing companies, there are also a lot of good network marketing companies, but some, a lot of the new ones they just last sometimes. So mm. my recommendation in general is see if the company's been around for a while. If a company generally has lasted ten years they've passed the 10 year mark there's a good chance they're going to last so there are a lot of companies that last at 20 30 40 years and um there's a guy one of the, the legends in the market richard bliss brooke he recently interviewed the, some of the most successful people in the industry and he only interviewed the people that were in companies that were around more than 10 years and it was for the simple reason that's uh, a lot of the newer companies you know sometimes you don't have enough capital you might have a good product mm -hmm. but some you know it, you you may not just laugh but the companies that have lasted at least 10 years tend to last a lot longer so mm -hmm. my recommendation is try to find the companies that have been around a while they are much more likely to so you don't have to worry and you know if they've gone through any possible investigations so you don't have to worry about you know ethics or scandals and you don't have to worry about the fact it's they're much less likely to uh to go bankrupt so mm -hmm. you know so you don't have to worry about man will, will this company go under six months if they've been around 10 15 years it's highly unlikely mm, i like that thank you for sharing um here you know post COVID or the new norm of COVID, if we're not post COVID, depending on who you are and how you perceive COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, what would what would be some of your favorite network marketing companies or that you would recommend to others like what are like just two or three like if someone's like well can you can you from your expert opinion maybe give us two or three network marketing companies that you actually like uh that that would that have good opportunities like what what would you what would you say okay so again i again i, I would recommend the ones that have been around a long time and uh you could probably start with the granddaddy of them all uh, Camway that's been around 60 years. Uh, okay. They're the ones that set the standard for everything. Uh, Shackley's been around for like 50, 60 years. Uh, Young Living Essential Oils has been around for many decades. Mm. Magic, wa uh, mm. Water, that they've been around since the 70s. 
uh, Yongevity has been around uh, like 25 years. So those are some of the companies I recommend and there are, there are a bunch more. So, mm. uh, so these are companies that have been around several decades. So you just might want to take a look at any of these. Uh, they're great companies and they've been around a long time and um, they've withstood any uh, issues or problems. Again, every company is going to have certain problems. Right, right, they've been right. able to withstand all these years. There's a, they're they're most, much more likely to uh, withstand anything else that's coming through. So those are some of the ones I would recommend. And there's plenty of others as well. Mm, thank you for sharing. Um, going back to your experience entering into the entrepreneurial world after corporate, did you always know that you would be an entrepreneur or like you came to that realization while you were in corporate? I came to that realization later on. Uh, when I finished college, my I, I had to go. Many other people did in business school. I just wanted to climb up the corporate ladder, you know, be senior vice president or managing director, all that, and just do it for the rest of my life. Mm. Uh, things changed. Uh, what were those you know, things that changed? What was the catalyst? One of the catalysts was, you know, I'd, I'd be in a company for a number of years, management would change. And then uh, whenever new management comes in, they don't like the old employees. So uh, mm. they try to force them out. No, that happens a lot in the corporate world. And that happens several times. I go from one company to another and then management would change. And um, you have no control over some of those things. And then um, 2008, when the market crashed, it got really bad. Mm. Uh, we got our pay cut 15%. It took a while to get that pay back. Uh, we, I guess we were lucky we didn't lose our jobs, but it just made you realize how fragile things could be in the corporate world. Mm. So, um, and you have no control over certain things. I mean, you have certain control of the kind of work you do, the quality of the work you do, and all the effort that you put in, you have control over that. But some things you have no control over what the people above you decide. Mm. Why, why, why do you th like, so, and I, I, I really love what you're saying here. Why do you think it is that so many people believe that corporate is safer versus entrepreneurship? Because it, like, it, it sounds like in your case, you, you realize like taking matters into your own hands, becoming an entrepreneur is actually the better bet. Uh, to me, I feel the same way. I like, it's the better bet for me. Like, but why do you think it, it it's not that way for the majority? Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, I read something, a couple of things. Number one, I read uh, something a number of years ago that about half of the people are not wild, wired in their brains to become entrepreneurs. So mm. no matter how good the opportunity you, you present to them, there's probably half the people in this country are probably never going to be open to it. So that's one thing to keep in mind. So it's the way mm. some people's brains are wired. The other thing to keep in mind is when you go to a regular job, whether it's a corporate job or a blue collar job, you get paid every week or every two weeks. So mm. you're getting what's called a steady paycheck. So right. no matter what happens, you figure unless you get fired, you're going to get that steady paycheck. When you become an entrepreneur in the beginning, as we all know, in the beginning, it's very <laughs> unsteady. Right. You may not get, get anything for the first two, three, four months. And you might get something and maybe another couple months before you get paid. And you're like saying, why do I, why am I doing this? You know, I, at least I had a steady paycheck. I may not have been happy there, but I knew what to expect. You don't know what to expect. So right. you have to deal with a lot of uncertainty in the beginning. And here's the thing a lot of people don't understand. Very often you become an entrepreneur, you get underpaid for the kind of work you do. You put in a lot of time and effort, you get underpaid in the beginning. But if you're consistent in the long run, you will often get underpaid, you will get overpaid 
for the work that you did, if you're mm. considered as a compound effect. A lot of people don't understand because a lot, I think in this day and age, we have a short-term view of everything. We have to realize that everything great takes time to develop. And we right. understood that when we were a farming society, you, you, you plant, you cultivate, then you harvest. Now people just want to plant and harvest without cultivating right. and no, no one wants to be patient and wait for the great things to happen. So um, it takes right. time to be successful. You don't become a millionaire your first week in entrepreneurship. Mm, amen to that. So with, with that being said, in your experience, how does someone achieve massive success in your industry as a network marketer? Like, what's the difference in between those that achieve that massive success and those that don't? What are the steps that those achieve the massive success take to achieve it? Okay, I would recommend several things. Number one, hopefully you have a good sponsor, a good upline. Have them mm -hmm. help you. And if they're very successful, if they're making six, seven, eight figures, do whatever they tell you to do. A lot of people <laughs> right. don't do that. <laughs> right. Fuck, go. Sometimes you got to just listen. <laughs> yeah, you got to listen. You got to be teachable. If they tell you to do something, don't think you know more than they do. Once you make more money than they do, then you can not listen to them. But if they're making 10 times the amount of money you are, you should listen to what they're saying. That's a big mistake. It's like if you do, if you follow a recipe and you skip some of the steps, the cake's going to come out really bad. You have to follow all the steps, just like you got to follow all the steps mm -hmm. of your sponsor. If, if he's making seven figures a year, do what, the, what he tells you to do, number one. Um, number two, in this industry, you got to talk to people. If you if mm. you talk to two people a month, you're not going to become a millionaire. I mm. mean, that, it's it, the more people you talk to, the more likely you get people to join you. So I think that is very important. And realize some people are going to say no. And for some of the reasons I explained before, uh, almost half the people are just not going to be open to opportunity, but other people will. But if you don't talk to them, you'll never find them. So, and believe in your product and service. That's very important. The person you have to recruit the, the most is yourself. Once you recruit yourself, it's much easier to recruit other people. But if you don't have that belief in your product, it's going to come across to other people because you send subliminal messages to your prospects. So if you don't fully believe in your product and service, they're going to sense it. And they're going to say to themselves subconsciously, well, if he doesn't believe in his product, why should I join him? But if you come across as confident, believing in it, um, they're going to be much more attracted to what you have to offer. And realize when you're talking to them, don't feel like you have to beg them. Uh, come with, uh, have this attitude like, what I have can change their lives, it can make their lives better. It can give them time freedom, some more time to travel. It can help right. if it's a health and wellness company, it can make their make themselves become healthy. We realize you have something great that can help them with their lives. Right. So when you come across with that kind of attitude, again, subliminally that comes across to them. And the other thing is, Focus on how you can help them. In the beginning, I think a lot of people have the attitude of, I need to make money. I need to recruit this person. And mm. sometimes it comes across as desperation. And right. if you come across as desperate, it's not attractive to other people. Right. But if you focus on how can I help you become better? How can I solve your problems? Uh, ask them a lot of questions about their lives, about their families. Figure out how you can right. help them. When you come across with that attitude of service, that makes them like you more and listen a lot more. When you're talking mm. to them, Listen 80% of the time and talk only 20% of the time. If you do it the opposite way, talk 80% of the time, you will recruit no one because uh, people love to talk about themselves the most. Mm. And that's how focus on them. Right. And that's how, and that's really how you get to know them and build that relationship. I, I love that you're saying that uh, in Daily Path Academy, I share with my clients and students all the time that we value people over profit, right? It's about the profit but it's about the people first. 
And so having that attitude of like, well, I just need to make money. I need to make money. I need to make money. Yeah, you're not going to be successful that way because you're valuing profit over people. And we can sense that. But if you're valuing people over profit, like nobody's telling you to not make a living. I'm just telling you to care about me in the process. So, so, so you know, I, I love that you say that because that, that's something that uh, I coach my clients. Can, can, I, can, I, can I add just one more thing to that? And I love what Absolutely. you said about people over uh, profits. And that's the thing. This is a relationship business. And network marketing companies know that the way for it to be successful is to have distributors get them into the business. Because if it were only um, about the products, all they would have to do is run ads on Facebook and Google and Bing, and they would get into the joint. But they know that the way for people to buy their products and get into the company is for relationships out for people to talk to other people. And mm -hmm. the other thing I would also recommend if you're getting into this business is you have to help the people under you succeed. So if you know you bring someone in, help them uh, build a team and help the people underneath them build a team and help the people underneath them build a team. When you're able to not just build wide, but build deep. Too many people focus on building wide, getting as many people as possible. But if you bring people in, but you never teach them how to, how to build their business, after a mm. while, they're going to leave if they're not making any money. But if you right. help them build the business and help the people underneath them build the business and so on several levels deep, you're going to have a self-sustaining organization you want to get to the point where you don't have to teach those people underneath you. They're, they're self-sustaining and you're going to make a lot more money that way if you, if you build deeper and help the people underneath you several levels succeed. That is the key to having a successful organization network marketing. Mm. Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, what would you say is a commonly held belief in network marketing that you disagree with? Um, uh, there, are, there are a bunch of things. Number one, that no one ever succeeds. Um, that it's a pyramid scheme. And uh, yeah. there, there, there are a lot of assumptions made about because here's the thing, a lot of people don't understand how the business uh, works. Sometimes because of people who've never even tried the business or sometimes they're people who tried the business, but right. they did it wrong. Um, right. they, they made mistakes and then they blame the industry for the fact that when they, fit, they did things wrong and they never took action. And, uh, and because of that, because they listen to one person, they never get into the industry. Now, there are plenty of people who don't succeed, but there's, there are also plenty of people who do succeed in this industry. And here's the thing. Mm. Um, this, this industry, number one, has uh, probably made more female six, seven, eight figure earners than probably any other industry out there. So this is a mm. great industry for women. It's about 75% female, number one. Mm. Uh, the other thing wow. they talk about, it's a pyramid scheme, like a Ponzi scheme. Again, um, the way the payment structure works in this industry is very similar to the way it works in real estate, which no one ever says is a pyramid scheme because right. a broker pays the agents, same thing in their marketing. You pay people underneath you and they get a payment underneath them. It's a similar payout structure to the way real estate works. So if you have no problem with real estate, you should not have a problem with the way this payout works as well because mm -hmm. the systems are very similar. And here's the thing. In a pyramid uh, scheme, there's no value of products going underneath there. And again, remember, as I mentioned before, in a regular job, you cannot make more money than your boss. But in this mm. industry, people underneath me who I bring in can't make more money than I do if they work the business hard enough. Mm. And, 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 and the other thing I, I also would rec uh, recommend to people out there is a lot of people attack this industry because, not just because they don't understand they have the wrong assumptions, but because there's certain industries that hate the network marketing industry. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Number one, um, the pharmaceutical industry hates network marketing because mm. there's a lot of health and wellness products out there. And if people take health and wellness products- Back to and Young gonna, Living, right. Yeah, they're gonna take 
a lot fewer pharmaceutical drugs. So mm -hmm. they hate network mm -hmm. marketing. Uh, another uh, group that hates network marketing is the media because mm -hmm. it's word of mouth advertising. They're not spending money on commercials. So the more people that get involved in this industry, the less money that are spent on commercials on TV. So a lot of the media companies don't like network marketing because they're losing money as a result of it because we skip the commercials. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. So, so how 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 do, how do you how do you kind of battle against that in the network marketing industry when you have other industries that are powerful industries working against you again what you need to do is to educate people explain to them how this industry works like i explained to you before this industry has made 200 billion dollars in the past year it's mm -hmm. uh, it's involved in over 120 countries which means that a lot of countries accept the network marketing model again it's not a traditional model which is i think why some people don't understand it but it's a model that works it's helped a lot of women succeed it's helped a lot of other people succeed and there are people in Every major network marketing company has a lot of people that have succeeded in it. So if those people are able to succeed, it, there's no reason why other people who get involved in those companies cannot succeed. Because why right. is it working for some people, but right. not for others? There's got to be a reason. It's because those people are doing things the right way. They had the right attitude. They listened to what their sponsors told them to do, and they were consistent in what they did, and they focused on serving and helping other people succeed. Right. Right. They got the right mindset and heart set. Definitely. Yep. So I agree. It's same thing in entrepreneurship. You have to have the right mindset and heart set. You have to have totally agree. Absolutely. Um, so how can someone overcome uh, the limiting beliefs that hold them back from being successful in the industry, right? Like they've entered the industry. Yeah, surround yourself around the right people. Have you a great sponsor? But like, I guess what I'm asking is, have you noticed any daily practices that ha have helped you or people on your team in their individual life that helps them overcome some of the limiting beliefs that um, one may gain from, you know, the, the way the industry is talked about or portrayed. Yeah, so number one, as we mentioned before, definitely surround yourself with the right people. And also, you need to be in touch with your team day in and day out, especially in the beginning when people are first joining you. You need to be in constant communication with them because sometimes in the beginning, they're struggling out of the gate. So it's easy to get discouraged. That's why you need to be there and help support them. And um, one thing I tell people when they get started is there's a book I would recommend for people getting started. It's called Your First Year Network Marketing by Mark Yarnell, who is a legend in the network marketing industry, because it tells you the great things to expect in this industry, but also some of the not so great things, some of the problems you may need to deal with in your first year. Because I think sometimes people get involved and they think everything's going to be hunky-dory. But everyone knows when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have your ups and your downs. So this right. tells you what to expect, um, some of the problems you and obstacles you may in, uh, come across when you get started. So I recommend that book for anyone getting started in this industry. I recommend uh, meditation, I think, is very important. It, mm. it, 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 it clears your mind of a lot of garbage. And um, Mark, uh, Tim Ferriss, who wrote the book, The 4-Hour Work, he interviewed 90% of the people who were at the top of their professions. And one common denominator he noticed was 90% of the people who were at the top of their profession did some form of, some form of meditation or morning mindfulness. So mm. I highly recommend it. And it, you come across with a lot more uh, creative ideas. I highly recommend doing visualization, visualize the kind of life that you want because your brain cannot tell the difference between a real event or an imagined event. So if you keep visualizing the kind of event that you want, uh, you're eventually gonna, the subconscious mind is gonna eventually work to get you that kind of life. I'm a big believer in affirmation, saying things with a lot of feeling, not just saying it, but you gotta do it with a lot of feeling because the more emotion you put into your affirmations, the 
the more likely it's going to become real for you. I'm a big believer in having goals. Um, yeah, so I think those, those are some of the things I reckon are very powerful. And the most important times of your day are the first hour in the morning and the last hour before you go to bed. And why? Because your subconscious mind is most impressionable during that time. Your subconscious mind makes 90 to 95% of your decisions. Your conscious mind makes, makes maybe five to 10% of your decisions. And you can only influence your subconscious mind primarily during those two times a day. So how you start your morning is very important. So that's, I recommend doing your meditations, your readings, watching powerful motivational videos, doing your affirmations, starting in the morning, and it's gonna set yourself up for a really great day. And also at the end of the day, listening to positive motivational stuff, reading good things, affirmations, all those things. You can do your meditation also at the end of the day, visualization, do that at the end of the day, right before you go to sleep. Because the, the, the things that you do the hour before you go to sleep plays in your subconscious mind while you sleep up to six times more than the rest of the events of your day. Mm. So it's very powerful to influence your subconscious mind. So that's why I recommend the how you start your day, how you end your day is very important. And also schedule your day and write it down the night before, look it over, because again, it's going to seep into your subconscious mind when you sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, you're going to look it over again. It's going to be very powerful. So those are some of the things you can do to, mm. uh, to make yourself, uh, to help with your personal development. And this is something you have to work on day in and day out. Right, this right, is a thing. Right. Um, if you have a garden, you don't have to do anything. Weeds will eventually come on it, but you need right. to nurture and take care of it. Same thing with your mind. You don't need to do anything for negativity to, to hit it, but you need to work on it to keep it positive and strong and uh, motivated. Mm, definitely agree. And I love how you mentioned the actual feeling part, like, you know, saying your affirmations, meditating with feeling. Um, I can, I can myself speak to that as I picked up the uh, practice of meditation and mindfulness about two years ago. And um, one thing that I just want to add in there on that tidbit is like, while, like, you know, you have to, I guess, do it repetitively, like every day or consistently as if it's a task, the objective is to not treat it like one. Like, that's what I have found, at least the object when I go to meditate. And when I go to pr say prayer, I notice the difference when I'm doing it and I'm not treating it like a task versus when I am. When I'm treating it like a task, it's just to say that it's because I do it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. and, and versus yeah. when I'm actually being present and, and it's not a task, it's something that I do. Uh, so, so feeling the feelings, I really love that. Um, so my, my final question that I, that I would like to close up with, uh, you have a wealth of knowledge. I wanna ask you, when it's your time to go, okay? When, 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 when this is, you know, your time on earth is wrapping up. If you could leave us with one principle or practice, only one, if you could only leave the world with one principle or practice, what would it be? Oh, man, just one is going to be very difficult, but here's the thing I recommend. There's a saying that if, if, if one person's life is better as a result of you having been involved in their lives, you are a success. So if you can make one person's mm. life better, you are a success. Never forget that. Mm, I love that. Victor, thank you for joining me today. If you don't mind, can you share with my audience where they can get in touch with you, contact with you, hire you as a success coach? <laughs> sure. If they want to reach out to me, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, my last name, the Dodge, is spelled D as in David, E as in Eddie, D as in David, A as in Apple, J as in James. They can also reach out to me at, you know, at Facebook as well. So LinkedIn and Facebook are the best places to interact with me. I am on those platforms all the time and they can send me an email and uh, you know, then uh, we can we can have a conversation. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for joining me 
today on Daily Path Podcast. Um, to my audience, I hope you take something that you learned today and apply it in your daily path. Until next time, have a blessed day. Have a great day. I want to be unique, got more than my kid I could teach I want you to hear when I speak, I want to free People imprisoned by stigmas and popular common beliefs Don't want you to think, I want you to feel Look down inside you and tell me what's real If you're unsure, then you're uncured We only get one life, man, it's a big deal Do you love what you do?